Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 11 Night Outdoors. On the mic with you, it's Tuesday. We are working our way through this week. I hope you're having a good week. It's getting hot here in Oklahoma once again. Uh, like uh, bake a cake in your mailbox kind of hot. Bake cookies on the dash of your car kind of Actually, I think you'd probably burn those today. Uh, you know, you could probably fry eggs on the blacktop, that kind of thing. If I don't know why, because why would you do that? Why would you eat them? I actually did see a lady who apparently cooked a, bake, a loaf of bread in her mailbox. That would be interesting. Uh, again, I'm not real sure why. It's just something you could do. I, I want to share with you today, just kind of from my heart. I've um, not that I always don't do that. Um, I really had had some challenges of late, uh, just in my mentality, in my spirit, in my uh, whatever you want to call it, my 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 psyche, my makeup. Um, the softness in me, whatever it is, God's been really wheeling me over on some things. And, and, I, and I really, in the process of it, I, I shared a little bit the other day, I haven't written poetry in a while, I've, uh, but I did uh, pin one out the other day that happened rather suddenly. Um, I was literally talking to the Lord. I was crying out to the God over some things. And uh, in the process of it, some phrases began to come to my mind. I began writing them down. Next thing you know, uh, everything flowed into a poem. Um, it's short. It's sweet. I'm going to share it with you today, but I really want to set the tone for this because this came about out of a heart cry, out of a heart cry for what I see around me today. We have uh, we have a we have a a huge problem. Um, in, in our faith walk today, we have a huge problem. We have got uh, literally the, the, the prophetic word being played out in front of our very eyes. Uh, the enemy has attacked. Um, the Bible talks about where even the elect will be deceived. Who are the elect? The, the believer, the follower of Christ. Even the elect, even the follower of Christ will be deceived. There are there are false teachings. There are false ways. There are uh, the the ways of the world, the wiles of the devil, as he comes after God's elect. Uh, the, I mean, obviously, we look at the deceit, the deception that we see in our world today. Uh, nothing seems true anymore. You can't really find truth anymore. No matter how you look for it, there's there's twisted versions of everything. And I believe that, that the enemy is playing out his final hand. Um, I think our time here is short. The enemy is, is grasping at straws. The problem is some of the straws that he's grasping are working and, and deception being part of that. The fact, and, and I, I'm not talking about being fooled into something. I'm talking about being lulled into something where, where you play on the, on the edges way too long. And as you play on the edge, you drift further and further away from a standard. And when we do that, our, 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 our defenses are down. Our, our uh, awarenesses are lessened. Uh, we become weaker in our thought patterns. Maybe our common sense quit working. It's kind of what it appears in some cases. And sadly, we argue it away. When we're confronted, when we're confronted with, hey, you know, that's really probably not how God intended it. Oh, well, you know, he, he listen, man, these things have changed. World's changed. Things have changed. So we've we've bought into a lie that God has shifted his standard. That's not possible. It's, it's literally not possible. 
his standard is true. He said, I am th- the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He, God is God. He is the creator of all things. He is unchanging in all of his ways. He is not going to change his standard to suit a watered-down word today. That's not, that's not who he is. It's not what he's, it's, I, I wouldn't serve a God of that nature anyway. What would be the purpose if, if there was always a swaying of ways? I, I want a standard. I want something that, that I, that's solid, something that I know is truth and I believe is truth. And I, for one, am not going to buy into a lie. I, I, and I'm going to fight tooth and nail to, to keep a standard in place in front of everyone that I know. Because I believe solidly in this, and I do believe that that we are seeing a departure of those who once believed who are being led astray. The Bible talks about that as well. It, it, it talks about being led astray. It talks about following. Listen, Eve and, and Adam were led astray in the garden. And, and, and listen, the, the enemy there used some very swift tactics. He, he was very tactical in his maneuvering. You know, here he comes, and he he didn't he didn't lie. What he did was he twisted the truth. You know, Eve says, "Oh well, you know we can we can eat of everything." You know, Satan says, "You can't you can't eat of certain things." God says, "You can't do these things." No, we can do everything. We can eat of all of these except for this one, because when we do, we will surely die. And what did he say? You won't surely die. No, you won't you won't die. Basically, your eyes will be open and you'll be like God, knowing everything. So he, he, he twisted the word of God, and that's what he's good at doing. And that's what's happening around us today. There's actually preachers and teachers, there's churches, there's ministries who are twisting the gospel today to suit their desire, their ways. And most of the time, it's going to be monetary most of the time, it's going to so that they can build larger crowds, get bigger tithing, whatever, you know, be a bigger church. But they're twisting the truth and they're becoming seeker friendly. They're becoming this, this mode of, of, of false truth luring away. Are they doing it intentionally? Eh, maybe some. Are they doing it unintentionally? I think some are. I think there is a, there is a huge falling away. Those being led astray, those somehow caught up in this feel-good gospel. There, there's never any place. But what, what, did, what did Jesus say? You know, when, when, when a limb is no longer producing fruit, it's snipped off and it's thrown over there in the pile to be burned. If we're not doing the things of God, if we're not, if we're not growing along the vine that God intended us, it, we're going to be chopped off and set aside. Now, now, with all of that said, this is where my mind has been. This is where my heart is because it's tearing. I look at, and, and I have conversations with people and, and, and I look at people whom I've known have had relationships with God, who have seen the hand of God, who have witnessed the power of God, who have walked in encounters with God, who have allowed themselves to be slowly, ever so easily drifted away from the bank. They've allowed themselves to be swept out into the sea of life, away from the securities of the stay, of the anchor. They've allowed themselves to be set free of their own security. And and it's it's maddening to me, and it's very sad. I'm not going to argue with anybody. I'm just simply going to speak truth. And and they've got to make a decision what they're going to do with that truth. 
That's our role. Listen, follower of Christ, your role is to plant the seed. It's to speak out. It's to give the message of Christ. It's to tell the story of Jesus Christ. It's not up to us whether they accept that story or not. Our obedience to the Lord is to tell the story, to go into all the world, preach the gospel, lead people to Jesus. If they don't follow, we can't force them. But we have to produce something that, that shows them that we believe in everything that we're saying, everything that we're living out. And in the process of this, in, in my heartache, came this poem. As I thought of people around me, people I know very closely, some that are very close to me, who have allowed themselves, in, in, in my mind, uh, in what I see of, of lifestyle, life in general, I see that they've drifted from where they once were. Now, the Bible talks about this in Revelation chapter 2 in the letters to the seven churches, my favorite being the church of Ephesus, saying that, man, you do all of these good things. You've done these great things. You, you've, you've loved me. You've followed me. Uh, you, you've built things. You've, you've worshiped. You've ministered. But I have this against you. You've, you've lost your first love. You've fallen away from your first love. You've fallen away. That, that, that's a huge, huge word there. You've left your first love. And if we don't find our way back, we're going to be drifting into an abyss. It's just pure and simple. The Bible talks about even that particular passage of Scripture in the very end says that, that you know, turn back to your first love. Or I'll, or I'll remove your lampstands. I'll, 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 I'll blot your name out of the book of life. These are some serious things. And so my heart was very heavy uh, just a few days ago when I pinned this out. And, and as I was crying out to God on behalf of some that I know, that, that God just turn, stir their heart, pierce their heart, show them, show them who they are today, show them who they are in you. God, bring them back, draw them out, let your Holy Spirit begin to work in their life. And as I'm crying out, some phrases came into play. And so I pinned out this poem, and I'm going to share this poem with you. I titled this, Games We Play. Running through life, jumping through all of the hoops set in motion, chasing dreams and fairy tales, every whim and every notion, searching for peace, looking for joy and happiness and such, Obstacles lurking on every corner. Maybe what I ask is too much. I thought I could handle this race, do it all on my own. Obviously, I can't, as I'm broken and tired of running and feeling all alone. I admit it. I've ran away from many things I've been taught. I know now that all along it was my soul your sacrifice bought. Looking for a way out of this mess, searching for an exit of sorts, hoping you won't reject me as I enter again into your courts, feeling much like the prodigal son finding my way back home, weary and downtrodden, I no longer desire to my way roam. Father, forgive my heart. Cries, My heart cries as I fall to my knees. Lead me back to you as long as I long to be safely back in your presence, please. Not playing games with you, no more this time it's true. I surrender my will to you, Lord. My heart now belongs to you. Just like it says in that story mentioned above, the Father is running to meet you with arms open wide and a heart filled with love. You too can find your true peace in this chaotic time we're in. Follow his Holy Spirit who is seeking out all who are lost 
so they may be found again. Listen, games that we play are dangerous, and we're losing. If we've allowed ourselves to drift out into this sea, to, to drift away from our standard, to drift away from the anchor, to drift away from the stay of life, we're in trouble. The only way back is to get our eyes back on Jesus, to, to paddle ourselves back into a position. Listen, he's right here with you. He's never left you. He's never forsaken you. The Bible says he won't. But you have to turn around. You have to make a decision. You have to make a choice. You have to make a move. And until you do, you're adrift, going farther and farther away from where you should be. I pray today that this message stirs your heart. I pray that if you're a follower of Christ and you've got lost friends, lost loved ones, lost family, that this becomes your heart cry today. That you fall on your knees asking the Lord to, to, to pour out for his Holy Spirit to draw his, your family back into his arms. Maybe you've got family that has never given their life to Christ. That, that a door will be open and God will put somebody in their path that will speak truth into them that they'll hear. This is our time. This is our calling. Our time here is short, I do believe. I believe the window's closing, and we truly do need to shout this from the rooftops. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for following along. Thank you for allowing us to share our heart with you as, as God continues to, to pour into us and we pour back out into those around us. I thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for praying over Rhonda and I physically. Uh, we've had some some challenges. This has been a very challenging year. Um, financially, it's it's been a very challenging year. God is blessing us. He takes care of us. We trust him for that. Uh, and some of you have been a great part of that. And we're, we're so thankful that God uses uh, his followers, his believers, in, in reaching out even to those who are doing his work. Thank you for all that you do for us. We're praying over you. We pray that God will bless you uh, in the same measure in which you give. He'll pour back into you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. will be poured right into your lap. Amen. God bless you. Rhonda and I love you. We're praying for you. We'll talk to you again real soon.